your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 663 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, we're going to be continuing our annual off-season series of best case and worst case scenario. I'm sure some of you probably caught a couple of the uh, previous episodes. Basically, this series is just what it sounds like. We take a look at every single player on the New York Ranger roster, and we discuss what could happen for them in a best case as well as a worst case scenario. We have concluded the forwards portion of this uh, off-season series here. And we will now today move on to the defensemen. And given the fact that there's six defensemen and we typically do three players per episode, what I thought we could do is today we'll do the three defensemen that I think are going to be on the left side. And then in our next episode or whenever we get to it, we'll do the three defensemen on the right side. So we'll start with the left side today and we'll start with the top pairing. And that would be who else? Ryan Lindgren. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, now 24 years old. He signed a three-year deal with the Rangers this past offseason that is worth a total of $9 million. So that's an average annual cap hit of $3 million. More than reasonable for a defenseman of Ryan Lindgren's caliber. Uh, as far as his past season is concerned, Ryan Lindgren played in 78 games. He had a career-high four goals, also 11 assists. He was a plus 18, a career-high 20 minutes and six seconds of time on the ice, 141 block shots, 129 hits, both career highs as well. And then in the playoffs, another 17 games, two goals and three assists during that time in the postseason and was a plus nine in the postseason. So as we always do, we'll start with worst case scenario. We'll work our way to best case scenario and on the good stuff. You know, that's always a good way to do it, I think. In a worst case scenario for Ryan Lindgren, it's another player in Lindgren who it's kind of hard, and we've mentioned this as we've gone through this whole thing here, it's kind of hard for me to come up with a lot of worst case scenarios for somebody like Ryan Lindgren because he is so reliable. And he's just one of those players that's kind of, you know, what you see is what you get. There's not really any secrets when it comes to Ryan Lindgren or what he brings to the table. So I'm going to do my best here to come up with at least a couple of worst case scenarios since obviously, you know, that's what we're doing here. Worst case scenario for Lindgren, maybe there's a situation where he kind of plateaus a little bit. I think it's at least somewhat believable that you know, Ryan Lindgren, even though he's only 24 years old and just getting started in what should be a long and prosperous NHL career, I think it's at least somewhat believable that maybe this is as good as Ryan Lindgren is going to get. He's kind of hit his ceiling a little bit. You, know, you look at somebody like, take Ke'Andre Miller, for example. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in today's episode as well. But you look at Ke'Andre Miller, he's only two years into his career. You look at the way he's ascending. You consider the fact that he was a former first-round draft pick. Just gets better and better and better seemingly with every passing game. And you look at Ke'Andre Miller and you think, man, the sky is the limit. This guy could truly become one of the absolute best defensemen in this league. Uh, with Ryan Lindgren... He might be right around his ceiling, and I don't mean that as an insult because he's a heck of a player already. Even if Ryan Lindgren never really improves upon you know where he is right now, which he very well could, but even if he doesn't, he's still a heck of a player for this team and somebody that's more than worthy of playing on the top defense pairing alongside Adam Fox. He's a heck of a player, uh, just an old-school gritty guy. You would have to look long and hard 
to find a Ranger fan who doesn't like Ryan Lindgren. You know, there's certain Ranger players that tend to be a little bit polarizing past and present. And, you know, certain players are, are loved by a certain section of the fan base. Certain players are not really liked all that much. Ryan Lindgren, I mean, does anyone really have anything bad to say about him? I, I just find that hard to believe. Just a guy that, you know, old school, lunch pail mentality, just shows up, does his job, and uh, does it very well, very consistently. As far as another worst case scenario for Ryan Lindgren, uh, this is something that's a little bit more of a long-term thing. And I don't think it would happen before the end of this upcoming season at the absolute earliest. There could be a situation somewhere down the road, and Lindgren does have two years left on his contract, but there could be a situation where maybe, just maybe, he's a cap casualty and ends up getting traded. Now, I do not want this to happen. I think Ryan Lindgren, for sure, you ride out the last two years of this deal at just $3 million a season. Like I said, I think he's a steal at that price. But when you look at you know, the Rangers' salary cap situation, and you consider the fact that they're only $900,000 uh, under the cap as things stand right now, and you look at, you know, the players that are making a lot of money on this team, all of them have no move clauses, whether it's Panarin or Mika or Kreider or Trocek or Igor or Adam Fox. Not that you'd be lining up to trade these guys anyway. Uh, Jacob Schub is another one. And actually, Fox does not have a no move clause, but there's no way you'd ever trade him. You look at somebody like Ryan Lindgren, you know, after the players I just mentioned, who's making the most money on the Rangers? That would be Barclay Goodrow at $3.641 million per season. He's got a limited no-move clause, and then you've got Ryan Lindgren at $3 million per season. He doesn't have a no-move clause at any time. And then you look toward the end of the season, guys like Philip Heedle, guys like uh, Alexi Lafreniere, guys like Keandre Miller, all restricted free agents, all going to be due uh, for some kind of a pay raise. It's possible that maybe the Rangers, especially if some of the young Ranger defensemen continue to develop, continue to show well for themselves, and, uh, you know, our steals, some of them are only making six figures a season, then maybe Ryan Lindgren gets traded. I don't look for that to happen, though. I don't think that would be a good thing for the Rangers at all for a multitude of reasons, uh, including some that I'm going to talk about in just a second here as we turn our attention to best-case scenarios for Ryan Lindgren. In a best-case scenario, you know, I think of Ryan Lindgren, and I think, you know, gritty old-school player, but I also think about somebody who really seems to inspire his teammates. You know, we talk about leadership and who should be the Ranger captain, and of course, now we know it's going to be Jacob Truba, who should be the alternate captains, who needs to step up and lead the way for this still relatively young team. Ryan Lindgren doesn't look like he's going to have the distinction, obviously, of being the Ranger captain and probably not an alternate captain either, but he doesn't need a C or an A on his sweater to inspire his teammates. And I have said that, you know, for me at least, it feels like Ryan Lindgren is the heart and soul of this Ranger team. You look at uh, I mean, you could look at a lot of different things, but you look at specifically the first playoff series of this past season against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ryan Lindgren was out with an injury. Uh, he misses games two, games three, and game four of this series against the Penguins. Uh, the Rangers won game two, got absolutely crushed in games three and four in Pittsburgh. Rangers had absolutely no answer for the Sidney Crosby line. Uh, then Ryan Lindgren comes back for games five, six, and seven, plays the rest of the series, playing through an injury, playing through some pain, but he's still out there throwing his weight around, and I think that he really made a massive impact on that series. I mean, it's easy to say that because they were down 3-1, and then they won three in a row, but when you look at that Crosby line, and granted, they still had their moments in games five, six, and seven, but they weren't completely taking over games the way that they were prior to that, and I think Ryan Lindgren being back there, he made a big-time difference and uh, you know was able to help shut them down at least a little bit, gave Adam Fox his uh, normal defense partner back as well. Fox began to play better at that point, 
And again, I just think his mere presence actually being in the lineup and fighting through all this pain and this adversity, uh, that inspired his teammates. And I mean, if Ryan Lindgren doesn't come back for game five, who knows, man? You know, the Rangers might lose in game five and that great playoff run that we got last year never happens. And that would be really unfortunate. But uh, Ryan Lindgren, man, like I said, heart and soul of this New York Ranger team, and he will continue to be so in a best-case scenario. I think also uh, Ryan Lindgren is at a point where he could set a new career high in a lot of different stats. We'll start with hits and block shots. Uh, as I mentioned, this past season, he had 141 block shots, 129 hits. And I think he can build upon both of those numbers. You know, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But I think those are certainly in reach given the type of game that he plays. I think also we'll switch to the uh, offensive side of things. Career high in points for Ryan Lindgren. Why not? You know, he, I think he's already at a point where he's somebody that's got, you know, a sneaky amount of offense to his game. Not that he's going to go out there and put up Adam Fox numbers because he's not. But I think he's a little bit better offensively than a lot of people realize He's not a butcher when he's got the puck or anything like that. You know, he'll usually make the safe play if he's got the puck, but he can surprise you with a nice pass every now and then, pick up a primary assist or a secondary assist, you know, get the ball rolling and set up a scoring chance. Uh, he had that game winner with less than a second left. I think it was against the Sabres this past year. And in 194 career games in the NHL, he has 45 points. Uh, it's not going to jump off the page, that is for sure. Uh, his previous career high, though, was in 2020-2021. He had 16 points that season. I think he could certainly eclipse that. And of course, playing with Adam Fox and, you know, Fox, when he's out there, he's going to be out there with uh, the big time Ranger forwards, you know, the top six players for sure. I'm sure that will happen fairly often this season. And he'll luck his way into a couple of assists, not to mention, you know, what he himself can do, uh, picking up a couple of assists, you know, of his own volition. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I think, you know, certainly a career high in points is within reach for Ryan Lingren as well. Here's kind of a quirky one, and we'll end with this as far as best-case scenarios for Ryan Lindgren. I think uh, he leads the league in his own blood spilled. You know, it could be a worst-case scenario, depending on how you look at it. But this guy, man, he's always in the middle of everything, and he always ends up bleeding. I mean, I can't be the only person that's noticed this over the years. It happens more often with him than certainly any player on the Rangers and maybe more often than any player in the league. And look, I don't want him to get hurt or anything like that or be in constant pain and agony and always having to play through some kind of an ailment. So please don't get it twisted. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, Ryan Lindgren, if he bleeds at the same rate than he has in recent years, then it will very likely mean that he's playing his game and he's engaged and he's physical and he's making a positive impact for the New York Rangers. So kind of a quirky one to end on there. But uh, Ryan Lindgren, you know, there's nothing to worry about. This guy just shows up and does his job every single night. And uh, I think we can expect more of the same as Ranger fans uh, going into this upcoming season. So uh, we will go ahead and shift our attention to Keandre Miller in just a second. I think for sure he's going to be the left D-man on the second pairing. Uh, I, you never know for sure. They can always shake things up, move somebody up, move somebody down, whatever it might be. But uh, I think when the season starts, uh, we're going to see Keandre Miller on the second line left side as he's been in recent seasons. We'll talk about Mr. Miller in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate, that's right, Built has done it again. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. 
You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's go ahead and shift our attention to the second pairing, and more specifically, uh, the person who I believe will play the left side in the second pairing, excuse me, and that would, of course, be K. Andre Miller, still just 22 years old. He is in the final season of his ELC, which is three years. It is worth a total of $3.825 million, and that carries an annual cap hit of 925k he will be a restricted free agent at the end of this upcoming season and last year played in 82 games I want to say he was one of only like three Rangers to play in all 82 and so that's obviously impressive in and of itself scored seven goals picked up 13 assists uh, 20 points he was a plus 23 overall 151 hits 95 block shots Then in the playoffs, another 20 games for the Rangers, scored two goals, picked up another five assists, and was a minus five in that time. As far as Ke'Andre Miller in a worst-case scenario, it's another tough one. I just, I mean, to me, he's somebody that's uh, about to take that next, you know, jump or skip or whatever you want to call it to superstardom in this league. The only thing I can really come up with, and I don't even really have any grounds for suggesting this, but I suppose you never know, uh, maybe there's some unforeseen regression you know, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, Keandre Miller was a rookie. So too was Ty Smith of the New Jersey Devils. They were both former first round picks in the same draft class, actually. And, you know, they were looking like they were going to be two of the best young defensemen in the league because both of them made the NHL's all-rookie team that season. Ty Smith inexplicably just stopped playing good hockey this past season. And the Devils apparently thought so little of him that they trade him to the division rival Pittsburgh Penguins. So Ty Smith, the bottom just fell out. Could it happen to Ke'Andre Miller? I suppose it's not impossible. But like I was just saying a second ago, I see no reason to believe that Ke'Andre Miller is going to regress at all. The one thing I suppose you can point to is that, well, he is just two years into his NHL career. We don't know for sure how this is going to turn out. But like I was saying, I mean, he's somebody that just seems to get better and better and better with every single passing day, every single passing game, and probably every single passing season. The only other thing I could come up with, and again, I acknowledge that I'm reaching here, but it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, to come up with worst-case scenario situations for a brilliant young defender such as Keandre Miller. Maybe he's a little bit fatigued from this past season. You know, he did play all 82 games for the Rangers, plus another 20 playoff games. It's 102 games. It's a lot of hockey. Uh, Miller, in his life prior to this past season, has never played more than 58 games in any season at any level. He played 58 games on the 2017-2018 U.S. national team, and he nearly doubled that this past season between the regular season and the playoffs for the Rangers. And again, I admit it's a little bit of a reach, but you know what? That's where we're at with Ke'Andre Miller. He's one of those guys I just don't think there's a whole lot of reason to worry about much of anything when it comes to Ke'Andre Miller. So now let's go ahead and shift our attention to best case scenarios. I think in a best case scenario, superstardom. I said this during the playoff run, that Ke'Andre Miller is a superstar present tense. And if that's an exaggeration, it is not much of one. This guy hit the ground running in his NHL career. As we've documented on this podcast, he surprisingly made the team two years ago. He was kind of a surprise to make the opening night roster and be out there on opening night. 
maybe a couple bumps here and there for his rookie season, but for the most part, uh, he has been on some kind of an upward trajectory here, and it's been just a joy to watch. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see where he goes from here. I think in a best-case scenario, Keandre Miller also continues to have that chemistry with Jacob Truba. Uh, Keandre Miller has credited Truba in the past for helping him along in his NHL career and a uh, great defense partner to have. And, you know, I think in a best case, instead of them being the quote-unquote second pairing, it becomes more of a 1 and 1A situation as far as the Miller-Truba pairing and the Fox-Lindgren pairing. You know, toward the end of this past season and also in the playoffs, it wasn't super uncommon for the time on the ice between you know, Truba and Miller and Fox and Lindgren to be very comparable. And as I've said, it's one of the absolute best defenseman quartets in the NHL. So, you know, maybe we'll finally do that episode before the season starts where we take a look at the elite NHL quartet of defensemen. I'm sure this quartet would be uh, somewhere up there, you know, got to be like top five in the league at this point. How could they not be? I think also, in a best-case scenario, uh, Ke'Andre Miller sees some increased power play time. You know, for his first two seasons, Ke'Andre Miller has a grand total of just two points on the power play. Obviously, part of the reason for that is that, you know, at best, he's been on the Rangers' second power play unit, and the second power play unit doesn't really see a ton of ice time, or at least they haven't in recent seasons. But I think the second unit is probably going to get a little bit more time, a little bit more opportunity this upcoming season, just kind of a gut feeling that I have. Of course, you don't want to be, you know, limiting power play time for guys like Mika and Panarin, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I think, um, you know, that second power play unit played a little bit better toward the end of last season and into the playoffs as well, actually scored a couple of goals. So I think it's a situation where maybe they will collectively earn some more ice time. And I think uh, Keandre Miller will be right along for the ride. I think him and Jacob Truba will, you know, both be on the ice for that second power play. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun to watch as well. I think in a best-case scenario, Keandre Miller will score double-digit goals this upcoming season. This one, I think, is going to happen. Miller scored seven goals this past year. He had five the year before that. So double digits would be a new career high. And I think it's certainly attainable when you consider that he has uh, an amazing slap shot. He can really let it rip. He's going to score some goals with that. He also has the ability to drive to the net. Doesn't do it super often, probably in part because he's a defenseman after all. But we've seen a couple of instances where Keandre Miller will use his power and his strength, as well as, you know, some really nice finesse moves to go to the net and score right from the doorstep. So given that he can score in a couple of different ways, yeah, double-digit goals this season for Ke'Andre Miller. And again, I, I think he's probably err on the side of caution over his first couple seasons where, you know, he'll probably look to pass to one of his teammates, be a good teammate, and he won't look to go in deep all that often. Uh, I think, though, he's going to be in a situation where he's better able to take advantage of, you know, his ability to shoot the puck this upcoming season. He'll probably be more willing to do so, once again, just because he's been in the NHL for that much longer now. He is entering year three after all. Uh, I think in a best-case scenario, hey, maybe he's the Rangers' Iron Man once again. He can do another 82 games in the regular season, be out there for every single game. And I think in a best-case scenario, we see a situation where Keandre Miller makes his first of what will hopefully be several all-star teams. Uh, this guy is an absolute shutdown defenseman. He's used to being out there playing up against, you know, the best players on the opposing team and holds his own with every single player in this league and also has some intriguing offensive upside. He could really go off as far as the point totals are concerned. And I don't think that, you know, defensemen especially should make the all-star team just based on what they do offensively, but it certainly doesn't help. It lets you stand out a little bit if you're a defenseman and uh, you're piling up some goals and some assists. And to couple that with, again, the fact that he is uh, becoming an elite shutdown defenseman, yeah, I think an all-star team is certainly within reach in a 
best case scenario for Keandre Miller. It might be a little bit tough for him to stand out with Adam Fox being a teammate of his, but an all-star game appearance, certainly not out of the question. And as far as, you know, just Rangers that I can't wait to watch for this upcoming season, he's pretty high up on that list for all the reasons that basically I just covered here. But uh, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. Turn our attention to the third pairing and who I think will open the season as the uh, defenseman on the left side, and that would be Zach Jones. So we're going to talk about him in just a second. All right, let's go ahead, turn our attention to Zach Jones, who I believe will open the season as the uh, sixth and final defenseman. He'll play on the third pairing on the left side. Zach Jones is going to be 22 years old in October. He is also entering the final year of his ELC. He has a cap hit of 925K per season. As far as his stats are concerned, I think what we'll do here is we will go ahead and combine his first two seasons when you consider the fact that he only played 12 games this past season and only played 10 games the year before that. Only just makes sense. Such a small sample size anyway. Uh, we'll take a look at both of those two seasons combined. So 22 total games, uh, no goals, six assists. He is a minus nine over that time. He's averaged 15 minutes and five seconds of ice time, 21 block shots, and 12 hits. I think in a worst-case scenario... For Zach Jones, it's that he doesn't make the team. You know, Nils Lundqvist, despite his trade request, is still here. Matthew Robertson is a prospect who the Rangers also seem to like. And if we know anything about how the Rangers do things when it comes to training camp, you're going to see an open competition as far as, you know, that sixth and final defenseman spot. So Zach Jones is going to have to go out there and earn it. And we'll see if he's able to do that. I mean, I would think he's probably the favorite. That's kind of why I put him in this spot here as we try to project the opening night lineup. But he's going to have his work cut out for him because there's going to be no shortage of players gunning for that spot. I think in a truly worst case scenario for Jones as well as probably all of us is that we get Libor Hayek starting the season as the sixth defenseman and not Zach Jones and not any of the other prospects either. Uh, this could be happening either because Jones is inexplicably a healthy scratch on a lot of nights in, in favor of Libor Hayek, or because Zach Jones was sent down to Hartford and just never made the team at the start of the season. You know, we've talked a lot about how certain NHL coaches, a lot of them in fact, seem to trust the veterans more than the kids, and I think that at times has certainly applied to Gerard Gallant as well. But let's not go nuts here. You know, Hayek playing over Zach Jones, I think for me, that is a true worst case scenario if ever there was one. I want to see, hopefully, Jones get that opportunity. And if not him, then maybe somebody like Matthew Robertson, maybe one of the other young guys that's in training camp as well, we will see. Uh, also, in a worst case scenario, Zach Jones just shows that he's not ready. I mean, I personally think that he is ready. I like what I've seen out of him in a limited sample size. It hasn't been perfect, but uh, you can see where he's flashed some potential. But in a worst-case scenario, uh, they just don't believe he's ready or he doesn't seem to be ready based on how he plays either in training camp and or the preseason games as well. But that's certainly going to be a uh, roster battle that's worth watching, worth zeroing in on if you're a Ranger fan and you're tracking this team throughout you know, the entire offseason and training camp and the preseason games as well. Definitely keep your eye on Zach Jones as well as the other uh, young Ranger defensemen that are trying to be the sixth and final D-man on this team because... You know, for my money, it seems like the top five spots are certainly spoken for. And, you know, that's also a worst-case scenario. If Zach Jones is deemed to be unready, that's also a worst-case scenario, not just for him, but also for the New York Rangers because they don't really have a contingency plan. You know, they're banking on one of these young defensemen taking the ball and running with it, 
and earning their way into the starting lineup. And if that doesn't happen, they don't really have a veteran defenseman that they can go to unless you consider Libor Hayek to be a veteran defenseman. I suppose you could do that or, God forbid, Jared Tenorti, you know, if you want to throw him into that spot. But, yeah, there isn't really much of a backup plan. There isn't that uh, journeyman veteran defenseman who you can at least feel okay about. Uh, it's got to be, hopefully, Jones, and if not him, uh, one of the kids that earns that sixth and final spot because there isn't really much of a backup plan, once again, in the way of veteran defensemen. And in a best-case scenario for Zach Jones, I think we see Zach Jones up here playing with a lot of confidence, somebody who just kind of takes the bull by the horns throughout training camp, throughout the preseason. That's half the battle. You know, carry yourself like you deserve to be there, like you belong there, play with that confidence. And I think, for the most part, when he's been with the Rangers, and again, it is a small sample size, but I think Zach Jones has mostly done that. Uh, he's somebody that you know carries himself like he belongs, and he expects to be there, and all that good stuff. Uh, I was really impressed when he got his 10-game run at the end of 2020-2021 in particular. Uh, he kind of just hit the ground running, and there was actually a time there where he was paired off with Adam Fox on the Rangers' top pairing. So that was interesting, and obviously somebody who showed very well for himself. If you're going to work your way onto the top pairing and be partners with Adam Fox, and Grant, I think somebody might have been out of the lineup with an injury. I don't think it was Lindgren who was hurt. I think somebody else was hurt. Maybe Lindgren slid down a spot, but... Be that as it may, they still trusted Jones enough to put him out there uh, with Adam Fox on the top pairing. I think also in a best-case scenario, Zach Jones meshes tremendously well with Braden Schneider. You know, Schneider was saddled with Patrick Nemeth for a good portion of this past season, and I think that makes his impressive rookie campaign that much more impressive because, again, he was out there with Nemeth. Then toward the end, got to play with Justin Braun after the Rangers brought him in as a rental. Uh, but those guys are both gone now, Nemeth and Braun. And it sounds like Schneider, you know, based on what I've read, I don't follow every single game of the Hartford Wolfpack. I do my best to kind of keep tabs on them. But it sounds like Braden Schneider, when he was with the Wolfpack, mostly played with Matthew Robertson, and that was kind of the top pairing for the Hartford Wolfpack. I'm not sure that Jones and Schneider have shared the ice all that frequently, but if there's chemistry, if they can find it kind of quick and it just kind of comes naturally to them, then this could be a really young, fun, exciting tandem for New York Ranger fans. You know, they could essentially be a junior version of Fox and Lindgren. Jones could kind of play the role of Fox, you know, that dynamic two-way defenseman and somebody who's a good skater, good passer, good playmaker, and Schneider could play the role of Lindgren. You know, there's some offense, but uh, they're more known for just being smash-mouth, old-school, physical players. Uh, they'd just be on different sides of the ice because, you know, Jones plays on the same side as Lindgren, whereas Schneider plays on the same side as Fox. But you get the idea. Uh, they could kind of just be, like I said, a junior version of Fox and Lindgren and somehow an even younger version of Fox and Lindgren because Fox and Lindgren are still very young themselves. Uh, I think also in a best-case scenario, we see a situation where Zach Jones becomes the sixth defenseman. It gets to a point where we don't even give it a second thought as far as Zach Jones being in the lineup. Neither do the Rangers give it a second thought. He is the guy, and he finds a way to solidify himself in the lineup, and he's in the lineup every single night. And I think it can be done. Uh, you look at the current Ranger defenseman, whether it's Lindgren or Miller or Schneider, you know, these are guys who simply were given an opportunity and they took advantage of it. They made the best of their opportunity and now they're all pretty much solidified in the NHL, I think pretty much to stay. I mean, I guess Braden Schneider, you could say, well, you know, maybe he hasn't quite, you know, sealed the deal where he's guaranteed to be here, but I think he's going to be here. I mean, does anyone expect Braden Schneider to open up the season in the AHL? Probably not. So again, you look at Lindgren, Miller, and Schneider, they were all pretty high draft picks. You know, Schneider was a first-rounder. Miller was a first-rounder. Lindgren was a second-rounder. 
by the Boston Bruins. So they were all highly thought of. But again, they all had an opportunity placed in front of them. They all took advantage of it. Zach Jones, a former third rounder. And he can do exactly what those three players did. If he comes up and he plays well and he hits the ground running this season, then he might be looking at a situation where he never has to go back to the Hartford Wolfpack. So that's the best case scenario for Zach Jones. I figure we can pretty much call it there for today. This is your daily reminder that Tyler Mott is still a free agent. And this is also your reminder to get in touch with me if you want to play in our Fantasy Hockey League this season. Uh, once again, I've heard back from some people that played last year, as well as some people who did not play last year. If you played last year, all you got to do is email me or DM me, and your spot is secure, and you will be in the league. We're going to keep that as the case up until Friday, September 16th. On that date, though, we're going to also open it up to people who did not play last year. And if you didn't play last year, get in touch with me and we'll save your spot in line. Uh, some of you have reached out to me and I haven't responded yet. I eventually will. But yeah, that's it. If you want to play, get in touch with me sooner rather than later. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that as well. We always have a blast in this fantasy league. And uh, that will do it for today. Once again, thank you guys, as always, for tuning into the Lockdown New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.